Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Power Motor Yacht Podcast. I'm your host, Editor-in-Chief Dan Harding. I have a little bit of an unwritten rule for this podcast to be very careful bringing on certain boat builders or marketers because they're, they're probably going to be trying to push their product. And I want us to live up to the mission of sharing the best stories in boating. But I'm going to break that rule with today's guest, Radanko Milakovic, who is the current owner of JCraft Boats. Now, Radanko is almost in every way not your typical boat builder. In fact, he didn't even have an interest in boating until later in his life. So I really hope you enjoy this unorthodox tale of how he became the newest custodian of a brand that builds some of the most beautiful boats I've ever seen. Before we jump in, just a quick word from our sponsor. If you're interested in the latest bow and stern thruster technology, look no further than Sleipner's latest innovation, E-Series thrusters, now available from Imtra. Sleipner, formerly SidePower, developed E-Series with their first electric motor designed and manufactured specifically for marine thruster use. Combining that motor with their proven gear leg design and Q-Prop skew propeller delivers performance and runtimes never seen before in a DC thruster. You can learn more at Imtra.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Power Modiot Podcast. I think I have an interesting one in store for you guys today. I'm here with Rodenko Milakovic, the owner of JCraft. Rodenko, thank you for having us out here. Cheers. To good health. To good health. You know, we don't have too many boat builders on the podcast so far. We don't, we don't want everyone to get jealous, but, uh, <laughs> you know, right, right off the bat, you, you see, you struck me as somebody who had an interesting story and perhaps an unconventional journey to, yeah. to boat builder ownership. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess my first question is, I understand that you weren't born into boating. You, mm-hmm. got it, you, found, it, you found it later in life. Is that true? Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I found boating in my mid-30s when I was mm-hmm. lucky enough to um, be in the south of France. And um, I, um, I f- saw this, this boat, the old really? J-Craft um, Cabrio Cruiser, the 38-foot design, which no longer exists. We right, replaced right. it with a 42-foot design. And I fell in love. With that boat, that was your start. Yeah, absolutely. So you did you charter, or you, did yeah. you, you must have got out, you must have experienced. So I, I saw her down from our balcony. We were in Port Hercules in huh. Monaco. Yeah. Um, and um, I saw her cruising around the harbor. And um, I, I went down to the harbor and you know jumped up and down to try to uh, to get the gentleman's attention who was driving her. Eventually, I got his attention, mm-hmm. and uh, he came over, and we chatted. We chatted for a long time. He explained to me that this was a Swedish boat, um, that this was a, a boat that, you know, looked retro, yeah, but was a reasonably modern boat. Uh, it was a fiberglass uh, structure with uh, mahogany mm-hmm. uh, wood veneer, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, she at that time um, still had two straight shaft uh, Yanmar propelled, mm. um, uh, well, straight shaft propulsion system with right. two Yanmars. Right. And um, you know, she she was as pretty as as what we have today because right, right. the forty two is built very much in her in her likeness. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, a thoroughly more modern breed of boat, uh, more uh, more for beginners like me, or more for you know at that time certainly beginners right, right. like me. So I, I saw him and um, I didn't know anything about boating, so he explained all these things to me. And I asked him what I could charter her. Yeah. And I chartered her for a week. That week became a month. That month became three months. So much so that we went and got a house in Port Grimaud. 
wow. next to Saint Tropez. Wow, yeah, yeah. And, and put a boat in front. I hired a captain. Okay. Who taught me everything there is to know in three months, and my wife. Wow. But at the end of that three-month period, I still felt I didn't. Ha I hadn't even scratched the surface of knowledge of boating. Sure. Yeah. And that's really how we got hooked, uh, if that's the right term. Absolutely. Mm. What happened next? Because we, we we make a jump. You have these unbelievable months. Yeah. Take possession of the boat. And yeah. Then... So this was in in in, in 07. Okay. And. Um, at the end of that summer, I, I um, came back to um, this gentleman and to the brand and I said, look, um, I'd like to buy one. But um, because despite the fact that I've trained on her for three months, there were certain elements that I was just not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. You know, she, she had, um, as I said, straight shaft propulsion system with right. the two Yanmars. And, and I felt that she was hard to turn, even mm -hmm. at speed mm -hmm. and certainly in harbor. Right, right. Um, and, um, you know, she, she was a a full uh, wooden, uh, wood veneer boat. So even the sides right, were, right. Uh, were in wood veneer. So every time you went to refuel or to dock uh, um, alongside yeah. the key, know where you're going with this. you would have moments where you'd have a heart attack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh my God. I know. You know, because the tumble home is, was, it's, even in the 38, was quite extreme. Yeah. So you got this massive overhang right, in front. Right. And, and every time you approach uh, the wall, you're sort of really nervous. And with a bit of wind, because mm -hmm. she's quite tall in the front, mm -hmm. um, you you get um, you get quickly into situations that you don't want to be in. That's right. You're not putting it up against like a big rub rail. It's coming right up against the, the most beautiful part of the boat. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So I, I said to him, "Listen, can we do something about this? How, how do we do it better?" Mm -hmm. And uh, they sort of looked at me and said, "Look, you 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 you, you what what you see is what you get." And um, well, it's disappeared quite harsh in the beginning. It sort of made sense over time because I learned that uh, the then owner yeah. of, um, and the founder, I should say, uh, and, and um, you know, the, the, the spiritual guardian of this brand, if mm. I can use that term, uh, Mr. Janssen, i.e. Mr. J, Bjorn Janssen, um, um, was quite ill, unfortunately. Mm. And um, as a result, um, the activities at the yard were, were quite uh, muted. And um, we got uh, talking and uh, over time I sort of figured all these things out and um, you know in the end we, we came to an arrangement where having tried to buy a hull number seven from them and do it myself mm. and having failed miserably because they told me I would yeah yeah because the underwater hull design wasn't suited for a Volvo Penta IPS system uh, okay um, I made him an offer and I said look um, we'll take um, this brand to the next level mm -hmm. And your boat uh, will will design um, an, a new hull, underwater hull that will be um, uh, purposefully built for the Volvo Penta IPS system, and that's what we did. Wow! We sat down with Volvo Penta IPS, and with the engineers, we built that new hull. Okay. And uh, in that same spirit, I said to him, "Look, we're going to keep rolling with your vision and your aesthetics and your um, ambition, and um, I'm just going to put some more uh, resources behind it." Um, if you would be so kind to sell it to me. And um, Mr. Janssen agreed, and um, we took it forward. Mm. And then during 2008 and most of 2009, we built the new Torpedo 42. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you look at our website, the first video that shows up is the old 38 mm -hmm. versus the new 42. The 38 is in sort of beige. Right, right. The 42 is in dark blue. Okay. So uh, when you look at them closely, you'll see some slight differences 
because the tambolome is a little bit more pronounced. The ailerons are bigger on the 42. She's generally a little bit larger because mm -hmm. she's grown from 38 to 42. Sure. But beyond that, they're very similar. Okay. So I, I since learned that the, the previous owner passed away. Did, yeah, did he have the chance to yes. uh, see some of those, yes. those newer iterations and get Absolutely. out on them? Or? Absolutely. Our, our master builder, um, Johan, our chief, mm -hmm. uh, Johan uh, Halin, um, he, um, he made sure of that. And cool. uh, I obviously encouraged that to the maximum degree. And uh, Bjorn had two um, times when he visited, when we first came out with it, and then yeah. the summer after that. That's cool. Yeah, and That's he, cool. um, I, you know, I, I wasn't there for, uh, for for the second occasion, but I'm told by Johan that that he approved. That's which great. Which was yeah, uh, that's very a, important. That's important because I, I know how much you put into carrying on the the legacy, yeah. and you could have gone in different directions, but you really preserved yeah. what the brand was about. Well, that's interesting. Let's. Uh, I guess we'll we'll back up to even before you took it over. Mm -hmm. What an interesting, what an interesting start for this brand. So it's, I read that, uh, and also it was in the story I previously ran in Power Motia, but that yeah. hole number one mm -hmm. built for the King of Sweden. Is yes. That, yeah. That Bjorn was a larger life character. Right? Really. And How's he he was uh, he was in um, the hotel and the nightclub business in Sweden, and he was the premier provider of these hotel and, and nightclub services. Uh -huh. So he had contacts across Swedish society um, and he could reach anybody because uh, he was a very prominent man and yeah. he was just a very vibrant, very big character, large in life, yeah. you know, one of those guys. How do you start working with, first of all, I didn't know Sweden had a king, but how do you start working with the king? Do you know what? He, he um, this is an interesting part of that story. Um, <laughs> He was always fascinated by boats. Yeah, being a Swede, I guess it's in your DNA. Right, right, right? that makes sense. Uh, you know, old Very Viking and all heritage. that. Very heritage, sure. Um, so he had this uh, vision of uh, uh, these beautiful wooden runabouts from the 50s and 60s. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Chris Crafts, the, the, the hackers, the Rebus, Reba, yeah. uh, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, but he wanted to have a properly seaworthy version of that, if you like. For those waters. For the Baltic Sea. Sure. You know, it's a very capricious sea. It's a very difficult sea at times. And uh, he just wanted something that, that, that was out there. So he spent a, a, a ton of time um, with the builders of Nimbus, you know, mm -hmm. the, 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 the producers of these yeah, lovely yeah. Uh, sailboats. And um, uh, they sort of educated him about the build process. Mm -hmm. And um, over a period, he, um, he managed to convince Johan Hallin yeah. to come and join him. And Johan sort of explained, he was in the development department of uh, Nimbus at the time, and so he, he explained to him what it would take to, to do this. And um, so he said to him, look, you've got to build a minimum of five to justify fiberglass, right? Okay. So the, the mold and, sure. and the tooling, etc. And uh, so um, once Johan sort of explained that to him, um, uh, Bjorn walked away and a week later had five orders. The first one of which was the King of Sweden. And that was just a guy. I mean, I, I can't. Just a guy. Yeah, he, he was the guy. You know, he, he was. Yeah. He was a very cool guy. You know, and, and that's well, what he achieved. And the king I came. I know I keep latching on to this king thing. Is he, the, is he like the active king? Is he a former king? He's still the king he's, of he's Sweden. He's still the king. Yes, yes, does he yes. still have the boat? Mm. No. He still has it. Oh, he does. Uh, the, goat, uh, the, 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 the goat. The boat, I should say, <laughs> is down in um, St. Maxime. Okay. And we still take care of her uh, some 24 years now later. Wow. And counting. And um, I've had the pleasure of meeting 
uh, His Royal Highness um, and uh, the Queen. And uh, we were blessed um, with the opportunity to, for him to actually present Hull number, I think it was Hull number 18 um, to the then new owner, who is also a Swedish subject of, of him and her. And that was, that was quite, uh, quite something. So he pulls up I with bet. Polaris next to uh, hull number 18, the new torpedo. Wow. How, he walks how, old, over. how old is the king? I hear king, I think like 120, but I, he's, is I, he... I, you know what, I, 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 won't, I, I, I won't be able to tell you precisely yeah, how old yeah. he is, but he's in his late 70s. Okay, so you have um, a lot of years of yes, using the This boat, was in 2019. Right, right. So he walked up to me, he picked up the key, and he handed it over to the new owner, who was hyperventilating at that moment, uh, and said, welcome to um, Jacob. Welcome to the family. I mean, people, are, they fight so hard to get influences these, it was these days, and the whole one went to the king. No, That's this crazy. Was, this was truly amazing. And what then a he start. spent uh, the next two hours uh, with uh, Johan and with Zoltan, our two senior guys, going through the differences between hull number one of uh, yeah. the Cabri Cruiser versus hull number 18 of the Torpedo. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have all of this obviously photo documented, um, which the uh, royal family was kind enough to allow us to, to use yeah, in, yeah. in our marketing. So it was, um, it was a pretty uh, awesome experience. Now my own background is I was born in Germany, I grew up there. Mm -hmm. So um, the Queen is um, also German by background. So um, beyond just the sheer fact of having the King of Sweden, His Royal Highness Carl Gustav, present the boat to, to the new Swedish owner, yeah. it was just an amazing experience for me to speak uh, in German. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Wow. What, what an experience. So it was quite I guess maybe tell us a little bit about the factory and, mm -hmm. and the employees because sure. you know you look at you look at your boats and you hear and you know how beautiful they are and that you're a boat builder you're thinking these a huge army of employees <laughs> yeah. not the case with you guys no no look um, we're a small firm and um, we um, hand built each each boat each boat takes us roughly a year to build just shy mm -hmm. of a year. Um, each boat takes between eight and nine thousand man or woman hours, person hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that sort of, if you think about it, translates into about 50 odd months, maybe a bit more, depending on the spec that you have on each boat, because each person works around 168 hours a month. Okay. Um, we built them in one location. We built them in our site in Gotland, mm -hmm. uh, in Visby, in the capital. And... Um, uh, we built them from the keel up. So the hull is ours. We don't outsource pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. we, we take great pride in building uh, pretty much everything ourselves. Obviously, the propulsion is Volvo Penta IPS. Still mm -hmm. Swedish, but from the other coast of Sweden. Right. We don't do that. We also don't rear our own cows to get the <laughs> you know, leathers and stuff. We, we buy that in. Right. It's primarily French or Italian. Uh, but beyond, and, and beyond our nardy steering wheel, um, Pretty much else is Swedish, and, okay. and uh, you know, in many ways, we say, look, uh, over well over ninety, maybe even ninety-five percent of this boat is um, a Swedish value added, and in that sense, we don't just say made in Sweden; we say made off Sweden, to the extent that we build our own, uh, we make our own uh, steel. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Uh, only the flat steel is, is German from Tusen Tusen Group. Um, the rest is... You had to get some German in there, didn't you? We, we did. I mean, it's after all, it's sort partner. of... Uh, all right. You know, as I said to you earlier, 
You know, I look at this boat and I think um, this is sort of Mediterranean beauty, yeah. but in terms of styling and design and heritage. But, um, you know, you, you very much got Swedish tradition and build quality and, mm -hmm. and attention to detail with some German practicality thrown into the mix. Yeah, of course. You know, and, and yeah, that's how I like to think of it. And now just a quick word from our sponsor. Imtra is a 100% employee-owned company committed to bringing you the best-in-class products, expert product knowledge, and unparalleled support to the entire marine industry throughout North America since 1952. Okay. What is, uh, well, first of all, for the record, you yeah. say small. Yeah. How small? And the number of employees. Oh, you're sorry. Running, you're, running yeah, of course. Lean, you're running a lean crew. Look, we have 11 people. We have okay. 10 men and one woman. Okay. Um, and um, we um, produce, or our aim is to produce between three and a maximum of four torpedoes a year. We only okay. build one model, the 42-foot torpedo. Right. Um, we, within that, do um, heavy customization. Mm -hmm. um, so each boat is built for a specific order, uh, order and for a specific, therefore, owner. Yeah. And um, typically our experience is that um, owners get very involved. Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, their choices and their preferences and their day-to-day -day use. You know, what do they want to get that out makes of sense. it? Um, we also have a number of boats that are tenders to um, the very largest of super yachts around the world, which helps us tremendously because, um, you know, we, 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 we get the same surveyors that survey these very large super yachts at uh, the Fedships or mm -hmm. uh, the Lursens or, mm -hmm. you know, the other mega yacht builders right. that come to us and uh, survey our own build. So uh, the standards are, are set accordingly. Sure. And um, that is a, that was a massive learning curve when we started, mm -hmm. right? And, but I very much feel we're very, very, very much up there in terms of the quality that we build. Yeah. And that's sort of uh, shown in, you know, the various snag lists that we get at the end of the survey. You know, right. the lowest right. one we had was three snags. The highest one we had was seven snags in the last five deliveries. Um, and if you and know mar good marine surveyors, that's, that's nothing. So that, that's, that, I mean, look, they, you know, one of the snags was uh, we hadn't printed the name on the owner's manual of the, of the boat. That well, was one. Of course. Right? The other How one was egregious. the waterline, according to the surveyor, because the new owner was an architect, had to be uh, lifted by 22 millimeters. At the 22 very millimeters. End. Yeah, 22 okay. millimeters. Yep. I remember that. sounds that like a very, surveyor, I know. Right? And yeah. um, it's that kind of thing. Um, so we take great, great pride in, in the quality of our build um, and the attention that we have to detail. Whoa! Pretty amazing. It's a Hercules. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Well, excellent. The, uh, what, is, what is the, I'm going to ask you the best part in a second, but the, uh, what, what, is, what is the biggest challenge of owning a brand like this? I, I think, look, the biggest challenge, um, look, I, I, I myself am from a fund management background. I, mm -hmm. I, I used to be um, uh, fortunate enough um, to, to are work you in still, Are you still involved in, in the finance No, I, I sort of retired that? last year. Okay, um, congratulations. And this is, thank you. And uh, this, is, um, this was always a thing that I wanted to do into my retirement. You know, I, I, I said in one or two interviews, I, I want to do this brand justice. I want to do the vision of Janssen's. Mm. justice because mm. it's beautiful yeah um well in my opinion it's beautiful um Hard to argue and um and um so so when you when you when you come from that background uh, you know the old adage how do you make millions in the yachting industry start with billions that's right exactly yep so for me this isn't about uh 
about the economics of okay. it. It's about the love for it. Um, I see that. And um, I want to uh, make this brand um, independent of any one owner, including myself, mm. right? Not because I want to get rid of it, far from it. You know, this is something I'll never get rid of. But um, so that these Swedes who have been working on this with, you know, in part, thousand-year-old techniques. If you look at our, our website, you'll find some of the short that's videos. that's amazing. Yeah. Right? Which show yeah. you, you know, the wood bending. That's a thousand-year-old plus technique from the old Vikings. That's how they bent their wood, right? Which is amazing. And we still use that today. If you look at our transom, that's one piece that gets bent into that shape uh, after you heat up that wood under, I don't know how many degrees Celsius uh, to make it bendable. And you put it in shape. Or just a sidebar question on that. Go on. Gotland, where it's built, is yeah. that and that has, I understand, a boat building oh, it's heritage. Massive. Does, does that date back to the Vikings? Like, oh, absolutely. Is, like that island. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that that was sort of you know that side of the Vikings that 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 attacked and explored and traded with uh, the whole of Eastern Europe. Right. You know, if you think about a modern day thing like Ukraine, mm -hmm. that, that was created by the Vikings, Kiev was created by the Vikings, right? They had their nickname, which was the Rus, these Vikings. Yeah. They traded through the Russian rivers all the way down to the Black Sea and from the Black Sea all the way down to the Eastern Mediterranean and from there all the way down to Mesopotamia. When you go into Gotland, if you ever go, you go to the museum, you find all these um, uh, Middle Eastern and Ottoman uh, coin, gold and silver coins and they amassed massive fortunes. Wow. And then subsequent to the Vikings, it was obviously um, a center of the Hanseatic uh, community. Okay. Uh, the Hanseatic League, as it was called, which was um, the first sort of the front runner for the European Union, but also for NATO, if you like. Yeah, yeah. Because it was an economic union, but also a defense union. They had their own navy, their own armies. And it was rather nation-based, because nations didn't really exist at that time. It was city-based. Okay. So you had, you know, Hamburg, Lübeck, Rostock. Um, uh, St. Petersburg, uh, Tallinn, um, uh, Gdansk, etc., who were members of that union. And um, uh, Gotland was very much at the center of it, because li literally it was geographically at the center mm -hmm. of it. But also all these nationalities converged in that one city. And, you know, it's still uh, the most gorgeous, beautiful place because it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It's got the longest uh, intact uh, um, medieval city wall. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's an amazing place. You know, and the traditions that, uh, this is the thing, you know, um, the people, uh, the islanders, right, they build boats for the utility of it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, utility and, 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 and toughness and capability is at the forefront of their thinking. Right, because it's so Be harsh there. Yes. The, the beauty of it is sort of almost secondary, uh -huh. but it comes with it, you know. That's, that's amazing. It's uh, my old high school mascot was the Vikings. So I've always had kind of a fascination <laughs> with, uh, with that. But to think that those longboats were built in the same place that, that you guys are building now is, uh, absolutely. is just wild. You know, and um, look, we're now the last remaining shipbuilder on the island. I saw that. Right. We're, um, and this island used to be a massive center. Nimbus had a, a massive facility there yeah. in the past. Uh, obviously, the boating industry goes through, um, you know, it's like an emerging markets. When you look back at trading, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a boom and bust. And that's also why I believe that, you know, staying small is, is, is kind of beautiful because um, yeah. we can look through those cycles. Yeah. Um, because we're not trying to, you know, we're not trying to do anything other than build <clears throat> a small quantity of uh, exceptional uh, boats. Wow. So, we'll, we'll fast forward to... To you know, the 
your boats are just making uh, a splash here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. There's there's one in the Great Lakes. This is the second one, another one, hot on its heels. Hopefully, mm -hmm. bound for for Palm Beach. But you've been doing a real interesting thing. What brings us here today to Shelter mm -hmm. Island? You've been introducing the brand to the media in a very interesting way. Do you mind kind of like touching Please. on the the thinking there? Well, listen, absolutely. No one, uh, no one else puts us up in Shelter Island, you know. So, what, well, what look, was your thought? When I retired last year, I sort of thought, what's boating all about? Unless you were, um, you know, in the Navy or you're a fisherman, you don't really need a boat. As they say. Uh, yeah. You, know, you, you want a boat. <laughs> and and a, a boat's there to give you some form of um, pleasure in some way, shape or form that, that you lack or miss or want to achieve, right? Yeah. And um, therefore, for me at least, a boat is always a key element to anyone's lifestyle if you're on, on the water. Um, and it enables you to do so many things. I mean, yeah. with boats you can reach most points of the earth, right? Yeah. Um, um, for me personally, it's a, it's a place of peace. It's a place of disconnect. It's being one with the environment that you're, that you're in. And it's a place where, because of ultimately, this, to me at least, the scary nature of the sea, mm -hmm. you know, and it changes and nowhere more so than here, you know, yeah. sunshine one moment, thick fog the next. Yeah. Um, it's a place that is equally beautiful, but also challenging. Yeah. And it requires you to be on your toes and requires you to have the very best of things at your disposal to, to manage, um, to cope with it. Um, but for me, to try and explain what this boat means to me um, by downloading on you for 20 minutes or an hour or three hours in the form of some presentation is kind of meaningless. Mm. Because I can't bring the spirit of what we're trying to do across to anyone in that, in that short time period. And therefore, I just want to bring people alongside me and have them experience it together with me, live it with me. Mm. And see what it's like, see what I like, see what I don't like, see what yeah, I experience, yeah. see what I enjoy and how the boat fits into all of these, um, um, into these um, aspects uh, of, of our experience. Okay. Uh, and that's what this is all about. Um, rather than me downloading on you, yeah, yeah. come and enjoy it. Okay. And be here and uh, be with us and uh, you know, do all the things we do and, and see if you like it. If you like it, hopefully you'll write something nice about it. Ah, no if you don't like it, no, you'll no, write something... No promises. You know. We'll have to stay tuned for that. But... Uh, <laughs> Let me ask you, I got, I got two final questions. Sure. We're going to take a sidebar. You, you, you seem like somebody, when you get passionate about something, you go all in. Mm. I can't help but notice the, uh, the beers that we have stacking up yes. here on the table. You then are we're going to drink a lot more of. Uh, off the record. But the, uh, <laughs> you are also part owner of... Yeah. This is, this, a, brewery? this is a brewery in, in Bosnia, of all places, in former Yugoslavia. There's one of the six republics. Um, that formed part of former mm -hmm. Yugoslavia is Bosnia and Herzegovina. That that happens to be where my family's from. Okay. Um, I was born in Germany because my family emigrated post the country becoming communist country after 1945. Mm -hmm. And I grew up abroad, but I spent enough time during the summers to sort of experience my grandpa and my uncles and my father drinking this beer. Uh, this uh, brewery was created by uh, the Trappist mon uh, monks in 1873. So it's 150 years old now. And um, through my work in the hedge fund industry and the private equity industry, I, I had the chance to acquire this brewery hmm. a number of years ago, which I did with, uh, with a few friends of mine. 
and uh, we've owned it ever since. And we're the largest independent brewery in former Yugoslavia. And uh, I mentioned to you earlier, probably in a, in a, in a thousand kilometers uh, uh, radius yeah. from Bosnia, because everything else is basically owned by multinationals. Hmm. The Bieda, the Carlsberg, the Heineken's, the Molson Coors, you name it, they're all yeah, there. Yeah. The Interbrews now, uh, the Azahis. Um, so um, we take great pride in it. Um, it's um, a heavily crafted beer, as you would expect. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we, we don't call it Necht Craft. We call it Nectar because that was the original name, you know, the drink of gods uh, in Greek. Ah, I didn't know that. Um, and, um, you know, I enjoy it very much. And so I decided when we come here yeah. uh, to the Hamptons, uh, home away from home, uh -huh. that's our sort of motto. Okay. Last year we did in Saint-Tropez. That's we right. have to have another piece of home with us, and that's, that's our beer. Well, you're, you're certainly a man of strong passions. My, <laughs> uh, my, my last question, I, I like to ask everybody this, but what, what has boating brought to your life? What has, how has boating changed your life? Well, look, um, um, when we lived down in the south of France, we, we, um, we also had a Palmer Johnson 120, an American product. Nice, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, to me, still uh, one of the most beautiful builder mm -hmm. of, of yachts, large yachts in the world. Um, despite the, you know, the fact that they've had their ups and downs. Sure. Um, I still think when I think of their 120s, 135s, the, the 170 and the 210, I mean, when I compare them to what's out mm -hmm. there, they're still gorgeous. Cool. I mean, to me. Yeah. Everybody's got their own taste. They're obviously low volume, um, but they're beautiful. Um, what has boating brought to me? Boating has brought to me, you know, a whole new sort of experience in life. Something, you know, I've always, I was born in the mountains. Okay. So for me, going to the sea was something no. uh, new, something, you know, quite uh, scary, but also something quite uh, wonderful. Um, it was a completely new experience for me and something that I've uh, very much embraced. Mm. Um, it gives me peace. Looking at the sea, uh, I don't feel any other, or in any other place, I don't feel as peaceful as, as being by the sea, or even more so when I'm on the sea, um, and especially when I'm in one of the little boats, especially by myself. You know, this electronic leash stops working. Yeah, And nice. um, it's an amazing uh, period that you get, and it uh, provides a great backdrop for, um, for reflection um, and for, um, getting down to what's important focus mm -hmm. you know on, on what's important in your life and i always feel tremendously refreshed when i when i come back from there whether it's on a larger boat or on a smaller boat um it, it's always the same yeah excellent well thank you again so much for having us thank you for coming i really thank you appreciate for enjoying it. all of this with me excellent appreciate well, it appreciate it cheers and now just a closing word from our sponsor whether you're considering installing thrusters on your boat and have pre-sale questions, already have them and need post-sale troubleshooting and service, Imtro offers unparalleled support with a full-time team of product experts that are there to help. With hundreds of different thruster sizes and styles from Sleipner to offer, Imtro is the best source for your bow and stern thruster needs. Visit Imtro.com or give them a call to get all your thruster questions answered.